What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 70. Episode 70. We'll just get it out of the way. This episode is about the teams that did not make the playoffs. Friday, we'll be talking about all the playoff games from this weekend. Yeah, uh, what teams need to do to win, what teams need to do to or can't do to to lose. So all that good stuff will happen on Friday. Uh, There's a very good chance your favorite team sucked this year because mine did. So we'll be giving those grades to mine sucked for half the season, but we still made it somehow. Uh, Georgia won the natty. That's true. Georgia did win the natty, uh, but we're doing team grades for every single non-playoff team in the NFL. We're talking about the coaching carousel. Uh, we're talking about NFL award winners that haven't been announced yet, obviously, but we can go ahead and announce them in our opinions on, on what we think yeah. uh, should have been. Uh, and this is, it's, it's an interesting part of the season now where we get to after the play or eventually after the playoffs where it's kind of becomes the most interesting, most fun, the most entertaining part of the season. Cause you're getting new players and you can kind of get excited for the year after that. Uh, yeah, let's get to our opener first, and uh, and then we'll get into the rest of the show, obviously. First off, for me, uh, I have a two-parter. First one is Clay Thompson coming back uh, and playing for the Warriors. That was really, really good to see Clay come back after like 940 missed days mm-hmm. or whatever it was. The last game that he played was that game six of the 2019 finals when we lost to the Raptors. Uh, but Clay finally comes back, scores 17 points, I think it was, in 20 minutes. 17 or seven of 18 on shooting. I didn't get to watch most of the game because I was watching the Raider game, obviously. Uh, and that leads me to the second part of my thing. And I'm not going to talk about the Raiders specifically here, but more about Joey Bosa uh, and him getting some extra rest in the offseason and not going to the playoffs, uh, which is a pretty consistent thing that the Chargers like to do is they like to not make the playoffs. But after the week four game against the Chargers, Joey Bosa had had this to say, about Derek Carr, great dude, great player, but once you once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down. Uh, Carr, I think, kind of took that personal over this past week and and made it a point. Offensive line made it a point that Joey Bus is not touching Derek Carr at all this game. He really didn't didn't do much, uh, and the Chargers go home and so does Joey Bosa. So I'm happy to see that the Joey Bosa kind of shut down when uh, the pressure kind of needed him. All right. Well, the best thing I saw was a lot. So I'm going to say all of week 18, I didn't get to watch football the last two weeks uh, other than, you know, Thursday and a little bit of the Sunday night game. So having three games in a row locally broadcasted go to overtime was amazing you know we usually have uh i don't know maybe two good games that we have to you know stream in our area or sunday ticket for you you know with yeah fast lucky bastard but uh you know this week it felt like there were two three bad games maybe uh and that was awesome yeah there, there's a lot of good games this week uh, whether you're talking about the randomness of the the jags colts game uh, closeness of games like Tennessee, Houston, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Detroit, Green Bay even had a good game, even though Green Bay is resting some of their starters. Uh, and then obviously that Sunday night game as well. 
But let's get to the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week before we go on to anything else. And uh, the four guys that we had on the list this week were Dak Prescott, QB for the Cowboys, threw five touchdowns against Eagles backups, but it still was his career high. So congrats to Dak. We had 49ers wide receivers, his primary position, but he kind of plays everywhere. That's Debo Samuel. Uh, Rashad Penny was also an option on here. He has been one of the best running backs in all of football the last six weeks. I think he has like nearly 700 yards in the, in those six weeks or last five weeks, whatever it is. And then I had Josh Jacobs on this list as well, uh, running out the end of the list because he pretty much carried the Raiders on offense in, in the second half of that game and had some big runs in overtime as well. So I felt it is kind of deserving for him to get on this list, even though a couple guys had some more rushing yards than him, but here's how the voting went. We had 34 votes 5.9% of them went to Dak Prescott. I was one of them. 20. Really? Yes. So you're one of two at most, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Rashad Penny got 20.6% of the votes. So he came in third place. Josh Jacobs had 26.5% of the votes. And then Debo Samuel, 47.1% of the votes. I'm completely fine with that. Debo had the definition of literally doing it all. He threw a touchdown ran for a touchdown and also had 95 receiving yards uh, and the Niners big win against the Rams to get them into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So congrats to Debo. And now let's talk about our own teams. Skyler, what, what happened with the Jets this weekend? Yeah. So the Jet report this week, it's not going to focus too much on the actual game of week 18 because we got destroyed by Buffalo. At least in the fourth quarter, we did. Surprisingly, this game was uh, was pretty close for three quarters. Uh, probably shouldn't have been, uh, considering our best receiver out there was Keelan Cole, uh, who did have a nice nice touchdown catch. But it, it was a rough week for Zach Wilson. He only had 87 passing yards. Uh, at one point, our practice squad tight end was playing left tackle because we had nobody left. Um, so I just wanted everyone to get out of there as soon as possible, not get any more injured. Um, but the big news for the Jets this week is since Jacksonville doesn't have a head coach and David Coley in Houston is uh, still questionable if they're going to bring him back or not, Jets will be coaching one of the senior bowl teams. That is huge. Robert Sala talked about it in the past when he went with San Francisco, how he got to go hands-on with, say, I don't know, say you can't choose between Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hodginson. You can go, hey, uh, both of you come over here and run this drill. You know, then you can choose right there. (laughs) So much easier. That's true. Uh, And also I saw something, uh, I think it was on my sports update. Pretty Uh, good guy to follow on on Twitter. Uh, He said that I forget who is per, but the head coaches are taking more of an uh, advisory spot in in this senior bowl game, kind of more like a GM type thing. mm -hmm. Uh, And then letting the assistant coaches be the, the real coaches that kind of run everything right. uh, and then kind of like uh, the head coach just being like a drill master type type guy. Uh, so that should be interesting to see. So that is the Jets and the Lions, I believe, the two teams yes. that are doing that. Uh, so good for those staffs. Uh, obviously, Dan Campbell and his squad did pretty well, actually, in the second half of the season, in my opinion. Uh, we'll talk more about them, obviously, when we get into grades. Uh, but let's talk about the Raiders now. And their humongous win against the Chargers, probably the biggest Raider win that I have ever seen in my life. Uh, and this this game was very much a microcosm 
of the season for the Raiders in general. Skyler looked at me there because that's a big word that I don't use often. But it started off hot, uh, 10 nothing early, uh, just like the Raiders season. We went 3-0 and to start, and then things started to kind of break loose, obviously, and uh, lost two in a row, and that kind of got exhibited with uh, the Chargers scoring 14 to, right after that, giving them the lead. And then the Raiders had a little bit of hope uh, where they scored seven before half. Uh, actually, no, we went and scored 19 unanswered. Uh, and that, I guess, symbolizes the Broncos and the Eagles games where we didn't have Gruden, uh, but were very, very good. And then moved to five and two. And then we had that big stretch where we lost five out of six. And that was shown in the 15 points that the Chargers scored to force OT. And then after that, the last four games of the season where you went out, Kind of, I guess, OT. I mean, it was a little back and forth in OT, but uh, Carlson kicked his field goal as time expired. We make the playoffs. Chargers don't. Steelers do. Uh, and we'll go into the stats a little bit now. Derek Carr, 20 for 36, 186, and two touchdowns. Didn't throw for a lot of yards. Didn't really need to. He missed a couple big throws. Uh, so I think we'll kind of need to make those throws against the Bengals if we have a, a good chance to beat them. Uh, but inside the red zone, I think he played really, really well. Josh Jacobs had his career high in rushing with 132 yards, 26 carries. Good day for him. Touchdown. Uh, Jalen Richard had a big carry on third and 23, where he actually got the first down on a draw play. Uh, Mariota came in probably seven or eight times in this game. He ran the ball four times for 23 yards as well as a little shovel pass for like negative four yards or something like that to Hunter Renfro. Um, Leading receiver was Brian Edwards. He had a decent game, 63 yards, four catches, some big plays in there as well. Say Jones had five catches, 27 yards, and one of them was a big third down conversion in overtime to help set up the field goal. Darren Waller came back. That was big for us. Didn't really use him too much, kind of more of a decoy. Uh, two catches for 22 yards. Hunter Renfro had one of his weirdest games of all, all year, though. Uh, four catches for 13 yards, but two touchdowns. So I'll take that. And then on defense, I know 32 points looked like a lot. I know the last two drives in regulation looked like a lot, but the defense played really, really well. That's probably the main reason why the Raiders won this one. Max Crosby looked like he was one of the best defensive players in all the NFL. Uh, He was just dominating Storm Norton and pretty much winning every single play. Casey Hayward got a pick versus his old team. Darius Bylon uh, ended up tearing yeah, his yeah, him, but he was a monster, had some big stops. Uh, special team with Teron Johnson played amazing. Uh, he had a forced fumble off of Andre Roberts, the former all pro. I'm pretty sure uh, to help get the Raiders, the ball back and, and plus field position. Daniel Carlson money per usual five for five. Three for three on extra points. Uh, and honestly, kind of led our team to, to the playoffs with, with how good he's been throughout this whole year. And uh, we did it. We ran the table. So I'm happy about that. And, and now we play Cincinnati in the wild card round. 130. Yeah, 130 on Saturday in the cold. Should be interesting to see. I think we're going to wear the white jersey. So maybe we disguise ourselves in the snow. Ooh. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but the main event now is going to be actually, wait, no, before we get into that favorite number yeah. 70, I know we scheduled a long time searching for this one. So I want to give him the opportunity to say who yeah. he found it. And I'll say mine after that as well. 
Yeah, not a lot of uh, iconic guys for me that I found. So I'm going to go with Jazz Chisholm, Miami infielder. Had a great rookie year. He doesn't wear 70 now, but he wore it in spring training, maybe when he was on the 40-man originally, too, a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Jazz, I guess, is not a bad person. Once we get to these high numbers, we've said it for weeks and weeks now, it's kind of tough to to go ahead and pick guys unless you like offensive linemen. And that's who I chose, offensive linemen who wore number 70 for the Jets, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. That's Kelechi Osemele, uh, one of my favorite offensive linemen in the, last, in the past few years. was really good for the Raiders, two-time pro bowler with us. Not uh, good with us. <laughs> he got hurt with the Jets, so, yeah. so that was a little bit different. Uh Super Bowl champ back with Baltimore. Wait, no, with Kansas City. Actually, he wasn't on that Baltimore team quite yet. But Clutchy, good guy. And I don't really know what he's doing now, but uh, good for him, I guess. Yeah, if he's retired, 70. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, number 70. I know there's some now, 70 ones, though. So we'll be back next week. Yeah, there we go. Now. Here's the main event that we were talking about. Yeah. Team grades and the biggest need in the offseason for teams that miss the playoffs. I, You want to start with the Jacks? I have it in order of draft, pretty much. Okay, pretty much same thing. I just have it in record because draft is a little weird. We, yeah, 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 yeah. Just that. replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jags first, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah. You want me to start? Sure. All right. So I uh, was a lot harsher than Kyle was with this. I'm comparing this to the rest of the league, not based on. I'll explain my, how I did mine after. Yeah. So here, I'll just start it off. I got Jacksonville at a D plus here. Uh, I gave them a little boost because they beat the crap out of their division rival. The Colts knocked them out of the playoffs. Um, But other than that, not a really productive season. You had to fire urban Meyer halfway through. Uh, but the big need here is you need help for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'll get to this, you know, more specifically when we talk about the mock draft here at halftime. But whatever you can do, you need to get help on offense. Yeah, definitely. That's a big thing with the Jags. Uh, and I did my grades kind of based off of how I envisioned this team in the preseason and what the not just how I envision it, but yeah. how everybody really envisioned it and how it really came out. Uh, so for the Jags, I had a D minus because pretty much everything went wrong. I mean, you have really one star player in James Robinson. He got hurt. You drafted a running back in the first round, Travis Etienne, and he got hurt. Uh, James Robinson's injury, too, only happened two weeks ago. So maybe he's not even ready for the start of the season. Uh, you lost all your wide receivers. You lost all your defensive players. You lost your special teamer in Jamal Agnew. Uh you have Trevor Lawrence, didn't play well, uh, but you still have him. So I'm saying D minus. And for biggest need going into the offseason is to build around whoever that number one pick is in April and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to build around those guys and make them be your future because you just can't you can't have sustained terribleness uh, like it's been in Jacksonville. And you got to try at least with, with those guys. Yeah. Next up. Detroit, the Lions. All right. I'm going to give the Lions a D here. I am now thinking maybe it's a little harsh that I gave them a D and Jacksonville a D plus. So I guess the Lions are a D plus too. Um, you know, not a 
not a great year at all, but they did prove Jared Goff is not a one and done guy. Uh, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback this year, at least not one in the first round. Um, but the big thing for them is they need more young building blocks, uh, specifically on the defense. Uh, Orowari had a great year. Um, and guess what? They got the number two pick here, uh, right in position to take a defensive building block. Amon Ross St. Brown's looking good. Swift, we know, is good when healthy. Hawkinson, what's going on with that dude? Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it's not time to panic yet for Detroit. Um, they just need more, more sparks. Kind of, yeah. I won't spoil. Just keep keep moving. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Lions, I think, had a pretty good season considering how it started out and what we expected from them. Uh, I'll go back to their game against the Steelers when they tied. From mm-hmm. that moment on, they kind of played pretty decent football and honestly better football than the Ravens did. Uh, so they tied with the Steelers. They lost to the Browns by three, lost to the Bears by two, beat the Valk Vikings by two, got killed by the Broncos. I'll throw that game out. Killed the Cardinals. Uh, so that one's in there. Uh, lost to the Falcons by four. Kind of got killed by the Seahawks and then beat the Packers backups. But nonetheless, beating yeah. that team, the Packers is still pretty good because, you know, the culture that they have over there. Uh, and so going into the offseason, I think the the vibe about the Lions and the future is exactly what Dan Campbell has wanted to be. The, it's gone out to the public that this is going to be like a hardworking organization. Uh, guys that play ball the right way, hard nose, all that good stuff. Uh, so I'm giving the Lions a B plus because I expected okay. them to be dog shit. Everybody expected them to be dog shit, but they did well while being dog shit. And my goal for them in free agency is to sign a big name, get a big name guy uh, that becomes not only a fan favorite, but a guy that everybody uh, in around the league, around the country can look at and be like, yeah, that guy's good. And he's playing for the Lions uh, and that will help in the future uh, to, to help bring other guys uh, Dan Campbell's already helped do, doing that. And I know doing that in Detroit's really, really tough because Detroit is a terrible area, but you sign a big guy. Uh, I think that really helps. And I think that guy could be Chris Godwin. So, all right. All right. See the next team after that, I have the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we uh, are talking about these other bottom teams, I'm going to move Jacksonville down to a D from a D plus because this next team, the Texans, I think is a D plus uh, based on my, uh, obviously I, I'm sure Kyle, you'll have them a little higher, but based on what I'm doing here, they're mm-hmm. a D plus. Well, and uh, you know, Davis Mills looks pretty, pretty good right now. I think that was a pretty good find. Um, but this roster is a freaking mess. Bill O'Brien fucked them so hard. And uh, it's one of the oldest rosters in the NFL. So their need here is just get draft picks. Don't get the quarterback now because, I mean, unfortunately for Davis Mills, it, his timeline just doesn't add up here with the Texans' future. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have to be bad for another five years, I think. So I get the draft picks. Five years. Restart it. I think maybe two years. And I think that that's probably what what will happen. Uh, But the Texans, I gave them a C because I expected them to be trash. They were pretty trash. And I, the thing, the good things that I expected about the Texans were the good things I expected about the, or the good things that did happen with the Texans. And that's David Coley didn't do a bad job. He kept them in a lot of games. I had some good wins down the stretch and just like the lions, they played pretty well football uh, in the last few weeks of the season 
so I give the Texans a C. I think you keep Davis Mills because give him another year. It's not going to hurt. I don't think the QB draft class is worth to die for right now either. Uh, and then also I said, find a, a young weapon. I think that would help. Brandon Cooks is really, really good. I think he's probably going to end up leaving uh, as far as trades go. I mean, he's been traded five times. What's what's another time for, for Brandon Cooks at this point? Uh, and get a young star. You have to you have to hit on a young offensive star to help Davis Mills and the guys here, uh, mm. whether that's a running back, whether that's drafting wide receiver, signing one, whatever it is. Uh, just go ahead and get an offensive threat, really. Next up is the New York Giants. You sure about that? Uh, I just had it by record. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> I was just thrown off because uh, I have the Jets next. I was like, uh, I had the Jets after the Giants. The Jets so whatever order you want to do. I'll go with the Giants. Uh, so they get an F. Uh, this, I've lived through this season before. This is an Adam Gase season um, where it's just, it makes you sick trying to watch this team play. And I, it's not all their fault, you know, but pretty much what happened is their offensive line gets hurt and then they have to adjust. And that gives the rest of their players um, bad habits. And then bad habits gives you more injuries. And uh, I mean, luckily for them, everybody just got fired. But and I guess this it's perfect because I my goal for them was everything. Just completely blow it up, change everything. I'm sorry, Danny Dimes. I'm sorry, Saquon Barkley. You know, go to a contender if you really want to. Uh, because you can't have Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon starting games. I know Danny Dimes is hurt. It's not all their fault. But I've seen this before, and you just got to blow it up. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I actually kind of went the other way. Not with the grade, oh. though. I give him an F, too. Yeah. Uh, I wrote this earlier today, so I said fire Joe Judge. Joe Judge yeah. just got fired two two hours ago. Uh, so I think you got to find a QB. Uh, whether that's drafting a QB, I don't really like. I think you go ahead and make a big trade and go trade for like a Russell Wilson or something like that. Because if you do, you add Russell Wilson in this roster. I think this is a this is a pretty damn good football team in my opinion. I think that you have the wide receivers. Uh, Galladay, while he had a terrible year, I obviously still Kenny Galladay is a good guy. Sterling Shepard's pretty good as well. Slayton's not bad. Uh, Kadarius Tony is very shifty. Uh, and the few times that he was healthy this year, he played really, really well. I think uh, when he was healthy and had a quarterback not named Mike Lennon or Jake Brom. Um, defense isn't terrible. Xavier McKinney's pretty good. You have Leonard Williams. You had Aziz Ojalari. You have a uh, Bradbury, all these guys here. So you get, you get a quarterback. I think that fixes a lot of things. It also comes with the head coach. You got to hire a good head coach. I think uh, Brian Flores probably ends up being their head coach. So, mm. uh, F for the giants this year, yeah. if they make the moves of getting Russell Wilson and uh, as well as hiring Brian Flores, I think this team could be maybe a 10 win team next year. Who knows? All right. Next up is the, the Jets. So, All right. I give the Jets a D plus, same as the Lions and Texans here. Um, it was just not that it wasn't supposed to happen, 
it just started off horrible, you know, stuff like Makai Becton getting hurt and not having a replacement. George Fan actually, he moved from right tackle to left tackle and was the best pass protector in the NFL this year. No pressures and over 600 passing plays. It was crazy. So that's awesome. We should keep him around. Um, but the, you know, the young, I do think they're ahead of some of these other teams here because they found their guys, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Bryce Hall, Zach Wilson, who had an amazing second half of the season. I, I, in my terms, you know, compared to what we've been dealing with, you, you know, some people might not say. So I have their needs as the trenches. Uh, this is how Joe Douglas built up the Eagles Super Bowl team. This is how Robert Sala liked his Niners teams. We got to run the ball. We got to sack the quarterback. Yeah, uh, that's the thing with the Jets, too. I gave him a C because I think you guys had a lot of injuries, too, and uh, didn't do the worst with it. I expect you guys to be bad. You expected you guys to be bad, uh, and you were bad. Uh, so there is that part to it. But I give him a C because I think that was pretty average for, for what I was expecting. Uh, and I said draft defense. Uh, I mean, you guys gave up like 500 points this yeah. year. So you can't really have that. I didn't really expect that from a Robert Sala led defense. But when you look at the guys that are on the team, you kind of do have yeah, to. Yeah, you don't know who it. they are. <laughs> yeah, so draft defense, sign defense, and make that point the main thing in the offseason. Maybe go ahead and get another wide receiver or a tight end, whatever you want to do there. Get, we get definitely need tight support. ends. I should well, probably should have put that on there, but maybe but, that counts as a trenches. Yeah. In a sense. Uh, but go ahead and get, get yourself a defense, man. You, you have to get run stoppers. You have to get pass stoppers. You have to, you have to get everybody. And, and that's really pretty much all it comes to for the we loss of the Texans. We would have got one of those edge guys, mm-hmm. but it is it's nice to know we can, we can beat them. <laughs> Uh, next up, I have the Panthers. Panthers get an F for me this year. Um, they fired Joe Brady when it clearly wasn't his fault. You know, he's not the one throwing Cam Newton out there. He's not like, how do I phrase this nicely? <laughs> he's not the dude he once was, you know, it was kind of a disservice to PJ Walker to do that. I think, um, and honestly, I think the real move is the quarterback now, but I have offensive line just because I know that Matt Rule has a huge contract, and I don't think he's in a hurry right now. Um, so I have offensive line as the need here, um, especially they, they picked up the fifth-year option on Sam Darnold, so he's not going anywhere. Might as well try to build something around him for once. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad decision. Uh, for the Panthers, I also gave it an F, uh, especially how the season started. I ex- expected them to be well. I expected them to do well prior to the season as well. Uh, and then they end up losing their final six or seven, whatever it is, uh, and going five and 12. So I didn't like that for them. Uh, and I, it's kind of similar to the Giants where you insert a good QB on this team. And I think they're a decently good team, if not a playoff team, because you have the defense, you have the young guys all over that defense, literally all over. Uh, and then you also have a former deep boy and Stefan Gilmore there too. Maybe he's not as good, but he's still there. Uh, and then offense, you have DJ Moore, you have Robbie Anderson, you have Christian McCaffrey. 
those guys stay healthy and you find a good QB, this team will actually will actually be something. I thought Sam Darnold would be a bit better, but he was also hurt. Uh, so my main mission is just find your QB of the future. And that's really tough to do in the NFL nowadays. But go ahead and do it. And do whatever you got to do to do it. Next up, the Bears. I gave the Bears a C this year. I thought they would be worse than they were. Um, still not great. The offense is a freaking mess. And especially when it seemed like the offense was built for Nick Foles, you know, the power backs, the uh, possession receivers. So you got to get some more help for Justin Fields, specifically a fast receiver and pretty much a brand new offensive line. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad decision with the Bears. Uh, I give them a C as well because this is kind of what I expected with them. Uh, Fields is kind of raw, but you can see mm. the talent. Uh, so I gave them a C. And my thing here was hire Brian Dable. I think he would be the perfect guy oh, yeah. for them. He they, did they, really, they really fired, good. They fired Pace. Kyle, that's huge. They're gonna get. They're gonna get Fields some help. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a good thing with them. Nagy's gone as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hire Dable. Dable did a great job with Josh Allen, mm-hmm. turning him who he is. Uh, and the Bears, that's that's just what it's been the last five years. You or longer than that. You gotta have a QB that can play football. And Justin Fields has that ability to play football but not when he's constrained by Matt Nagy. And I think Brian Dable would open it up, help him develop, help him get some players on that squad uh, that actually make the team worthwhile. Some offensive line. Maybe they break Fangio back play to not, not to play to, to be the DC. <laughs> well, I hope not to play, uh, but hire Brian Dable, please. Now we're on to Vic Fangio's squad or former yeah. squad, I guess uh, with the Broncos. All right. I'm going to give the Broncos a C plus. Uh, again, not a, a bad start to the season, you know, and for a while there, they look, look like maybe they would get in the playoffs after all the chaos with the Raiders happened, but you still passed on Justin Fields and you still need a quarterback. That is the need all caps quarterback, uh, but good, good for Denver. They uh, finally got rid of their owners today. They won in court. Yeah, I did see that uh, for Denver. I mean, this is very, very tough for me to do because I, I hate the Broncos. Yeah. I hate them so much, and I want them to keep Drew Locke as long, as long as they want, as long as they need to, as long as they want, as long as they have to. Uh, but I give their season a D, not based off of what I was expecting, but based off of other people expecting. Mm-hmm. People really thought this team was going to go to the playoffs with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke as their quarterback. I mean, that's, that was completely pathetic to me. I, I knew this team was going to be dog shit, uh, and they were pretty dog shit to me. Uh, sure, they won some games against the Lions or Washington, the Jets, the Jags, the Giants, but uh, losing five out of your last six doesn't really impress me, uh, and that's kind of what I expected with that squad. Uh, they got to hire an offensive mind, though. I think they need to hire a, a young head coach, uh, not a defensive guy because the defense is going to be fine regardless, pretty much. I think those guys kind of know how, I mean, not how to lead themselves, but they know how to play together. And that's a pretty big thing for them. But if you hire an offensive mind and know how to play football offensively, and uh, which we haven't seen from the Broncos since they won that Super Bowl 50, this team could be decent. I'll, I'll give them that. 
We've seen though, Kyle, I just want to point out like when McVay first got his job, he brought Wade Phillips with him to be the DC, Mm. you know, a guy who's been the head coach before. So he didn't have to worry about that exactly. Like, you know, let the players do it, you know, but if you get a DC who can make the players do it, Mm. you know, and then after a year or so, be like, all right, all right. I got my, I got my buddy, the linebacker coach, you know, good good luck, Wade Phillips. Uh, Yeah. That turned out to be Brandon Staley. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Falcons are the next team. All right. Uh, Falcons, I'm going to give them a D. It just seems like a wasted year. And I feel like Arthur Smith is a great coach, but he might get fired too early here if they don't figure it out. I have edge rusher as their big need here. They were last in sacks. Uh, Feels like the defense does nothing for them. You know, they're on the field all day. And then in the second half, you can't use Cordell Batterson like you want to. So... Or, you Falcons know, insert are, insert whatever offensive weapon you want. You know? Yeah, Falcons are a very weird team to me because they don't really have a lot of upside in the future. I think a lot of people see that. Their running backs are Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis. Uh, Patterson's good, but he's not really the RB of the future. Mm. He never really has been. Uh, Pitts is good. Calvin Ridley is going to be gone. Uh, he's probably going to trade it, I assume. A.J. Terrell's good. That's yeah. pretty much it. That's all you really got. Uh, so... I give the Falcons a C for this year because I think they played more competitive than what any of us expect them to. Sure. Uh, and even though they weren't really thought of as a playoff contender, they were in that playoff race for a decent time. And so I'll give them credit for that. So I give them a C there, uh, but they got to suck next year. And even though, I mean, you can't really have your main objective to, to be terrible. I think you gotta, you gotta be, you got to be terrible next year uh, for the Falcons. Actually. You got to get one of these quarterbacks, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. you got to get one of these really good quarterbacks. Then you got to build for 2024, 2025, and so on. Uh, next up is the Seahawks. All right, the Seahawks. Maybe a little generous here. I gave them a C. You know, a lot of injuries uh, wrecked them. Of course, not having Russell Wilson is terrible, uh, and they don't have their first round pick. So what they got to do is they got to try to retain as much as possible. Um, I'm Honestly, I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything about Pete Carroll the past couple of days. I was sure he was going to retire. But as of right now, he's still there. So, you know, get yourself a couple defensive backs. Keep Russell Wilson. And go try to go. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. I think the Seahawks probably should go in the opposite direction, though. I think their window to win has really passed them up. Uh, So I had a D-plus for them because they don't have the draft pick and they still didn't do good. Uh, I have them trade Russell Wilson and go for Bryce Young next year and be absolutely terrible next year. I don't care if you start Geno Smith next year for all 17 games, whatever. Go get the number one pick and bring Bryce Young back and then compete heavy in 2023, 2024. Uh, when you get, uh, in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion, a generational talent with Bryce mm-hmm. Young. Yeah. Next up. Uh, also with the trading Russell Wilson too, you get draft capital back that you yeah. didn't have before. Uh, so that's, that's a big thing. Uh, next up is Washington. Washington. I gave them a D plus. Uh, it just wasn't a very competitive year for them. Um, Taylor Haneke did not look good. So my one need for them is quarterback right now. Um, I feel like the defense just, 
Chase Young's obviously great. Um, Jamin Davis, but the defense let down is yeah, it let down. The window is closing for them right now. Um, not overall, uh, but the the defensive you know top tier window sneak into the playoff because of the defense is is over with. So you got to get a quarterback and try to do it over again. And you know, Riverboat Ron's not going to be there forever. Yeah. Uh I think Washington's a really really weird team. I gave them a D plus this year cuz they really didn't do anything. I expected them to do a little bit more. Their defense would be really good. Defense was not very good. Their offense was not very good. Uh and they ended up going 7 and 10. Uh, not for a second year in a row, but pretty much for the second year in a row with them going seven and nine last year. Uh, so I said draft a QB and get a second weapon rather than just Terry McLaurin. But I don't really know because I, if I was Washington and I saw the or a Washington fan and I saw them blow it up, I wouldn't yeah. be the most mad either. And, and trade Jonathan Allen, trade De'Aaron Payne because we like know all that stuff to happen. Trade yeah. whoever you need to trade uh, and just. Build around Chase Young, build around McLaurin, build around Gibson if you want to, uh, and, and go into the future and, and be successful down the line. But maybe don't be successful next year. could be a possible thing for them. Uh, Riverboat Ron, I love him. I think he's a good, great person, a pretty good coach. But I think his window with this team is, is definitely past them. Next up, uh, I got the Ravens. All right. The Ravens, I gave them a C. Um, everybody got hurt and next year, or I guess this off season, they just need to get a younger on the defense and reload it for next year. It's simple as that, you know, get healthy, get younger, reload. Yeah. I gave the Ravens a B because, uh, not, this is a team that I kind of went a little differently. Cause if you look at the Ravens team going into the season, or just a week before the season started, I'd say you have to make this team's got to be like a Super Bowl contender. Obviously, they ended up not being with all the stuff that happened to them. Mm-hmm. So I gave them a B because uh, they did the best that they could with the rosters that they could and the guys that they had still left on their team. Uh, so I say get healthy and retain the roster. Just like Skyler said, just load up for next year, man. Uh, after that, we have the Browns. The Browns, they get a C minus, I think slightly worse than the Ravens, even though they were in a very similar situation. Um, and again, I think this one is is pretty simple. You either have to re-sign Baker Mayfield or upgrade him. You can't just let him walk and draft a dude in the second round or sign Teddy Bridgewater. You can't do that because then the whole thing is over with. And I, I think there still is a window in Cleveland, but you, you can't downgrade a quarterback. Yeah, uh, the main thing I had for the Browns was keep Baker Mayfield because I feel like if you don't, you do get in that spot where you're not going to get a sufficient upgrade Mm. and end up just being the same old Browns that we saw for the last 20 years before last year. Uh, I give them a C minus though because they, I mean, we see saw with Odell, like everybody the whole time he's in Cleveland, oh, this is Odell's fault. This is all, all his fault. Odell goes to the Rams and just plays not like New York Giants Odell, but like a pretty damn good OBJ. Uh, so I think we kind of saw that that was more Baker. 
and the Browns play calling stuff like that. I think they do have to get a wide receiver. I like the defense. Miles Garrett has turned into uh, just godlike human being at defensive end. Uh, I think you have some great young players of uh, Orosu Caramella, Denzel Ward, Grant Ooh. Delpit can be pretty good as well. Uh, Rodney Harris or not Rodney Harrison, uh, whatever their safety name is with the red hair. Uh, I'm blanking on it. It's not Rodney Harrison. I don't think though. It's something no, Harrison. Um, Ronnie. It's something Harrison or something. Uh, regardless, uh, get a wide receiver that can catch passes very consistently, consistently a possession wide receiver, or even a guy that makes plays after you catch the ball. Cause Baker can't throw the ball deep. I think that we've seen that a lot. He has a very uh, long throwing motion. He just doesn't play well when you have to throw the ball deep. So go ahead, get a guy that can, can help in a spread offense uh, or West coast type offense and uh, get the job done there. Next up the Vikings. I think the Vikings are the most mid team in the NFL. So I gave them a C. Uh, you know, four years ago, they go to the NFC Championship game with Case Keenum. And then the next offseason, they decide we're missing one piece. That piece they thought was Kirk Cousins. And it just hasn't, it hasn't been. I don't think. They're going to either blow it up or go all in. I think they're going to stay mid again, unfortunately. So even though it's probably not the best thing to do, I have them just getting offensive line and get better trainers because their team keeps getting hurt. Uh, For the Vikings, uh, I said it was a C season. I think a lot of people expected them to be better than they were. I didn't really expect too much out of them. I expect them to just be – Average or even lower than than they were. So I say give them a C. I think their biggest thing has to be get younger on defense. I think you obviously have two offensive superstars of uh, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. From there, I think Kirk's pretty good. I think you can stick with him a little bit longer. Uh, if you don't, though, that's completely fine because you have that new head coach coming in wanting to get a QB. Maybe you keep Kirk regardless for at least another year, see what happens with him. Uh, cause I really don't think a lot of these QBs would be in a better spot than Kirk is. Uh, but if you get younger on the defense draft defense, uh, and not maybe get away from the guys that you've had for a long time. Uh, but more of transition to the next phase of this team, because Harrison Smith's not going to be able to play safety when he's 35. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that, uh, and how good he is regardless. I think trading him could be an option or trading like Daniel Hunter or, or guys like that would, would, be pretty beneficial for this Vikings squad. Yeah. Next up is the Chargers. All right. The Chargers, I'm going to give a B plus. I think that Justin Herbert is, he's awesome. I'm sorry, Kyle, that you got to play him twice a year for the rest of your life. But uh, <laughs> this team just My needs life. a right tackle. How long do you think I'm living? <laughs> <laughs> this team needs a right tackle for sure. Uh, I'm sure that's on your list too. We all saw on Sunday night, they're going to need another receiver too, because Mike Williams is going to leave. Um, but other than that, I think this team is, is not bad. You know, they just need to be able to, I guess, stop the run. Um, and hopefully Brandon Staley can figure shit out because 
seeing a guy like that get fired would be disappointing. Brandon Staley is a very interesting head coach yeah. to say the least. He gambles. He gambles like he's playing Madden. Uh, that's that's how often he goes for it on fourth down. Uh, but for the Chargers, I gave a C because it was kind of just a, a moot, mute point this year. Like you just kind of went into the season or came out of the season what you were kind of going into the season as with just, is this team legit? Is this team going to be really good? Is this team good? Is this team bad? Whatever it is. Uh, but I think this team could be pretty damn good if they get run stoppers. That's the main thing. Uh, Tillery sucks. Kenneth Murray sucks. You got to get guys that can actually play uh, the linebacker and D tackle position and tackle the running backs and actually get to the running backs as well. Uh, Seriously, I think Derisaw was and and Herbert, of course, like the only picks they've hit on in a while. Derisaw. Sorry, sorry, Derisaw sucks. He's on Minnesota. I mean, uh, Slater. I mean, Slater. Slater. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry, like, Gab. Derisaw. Who is that? I'm like, he's he's on yeah. the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, you get a, you get some run defense. I think that definitely is going to help you. Next up, uh, three more teams left, including this one, uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins, I gave them a B. Uh, one A plus half, one F half. They get the B. I don't know if that's good math or not, but they deserve the I B. I say Probably. That, that makes sense because the – a plus half is on the second half of the season. So it kind of outweighs the first half. All right. Uh, maybe I should drop them down for firing the best thing that's happened to them in a long time. Um, Tua was looking a lot better in the second half of the year. Um, and I, you know, I understand, I guess if, if Brian Flores, like you keep Tua, I'm out of here. You got to choose one of us. Then it makes sense, but it still sucks. Um, not as a Jets fan. I like seeing chaos like this happen. But I have them needing a tackle and receiver. Uh, I think they should just get probably an offensive-minded head coach, uh, preferably a guy who's been a head coach before. I mean, I think Jim Caldwell would be perfect here, um, even though he's a defensive guy. God damn it. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, don't, don't, don't blow it up, Miami. Um, because I think two is going to be all right for now. Yeah, the Miami spot is a very interesting one. Uh, because it's a pretty it's a pretty good team that they have. Not gonna lie. Uh, I give them a B minus. Uh, it was a B, and then they made the move to fire their their head coach, who was pretty good for them. Uh, so I give them that B minus. Uh, I think you need a higher head coach that wants Tua because Tua is going to be pretty damn good in my opinion. Uh, sure, he might not have the strongest arm, but we look at guys like Drew Brees, and he never had the strongest arm. He wasn't the greatest athlete. He wasn't that tall. Kyle, uh, my mistake. Did you know in 2019, Jim Caldwell was the assistant head coach and quarterback coach of the Dolphins? Interesting. They sucked that year. They did. They were, they were terrible. That was Adam Gase's fault, though. Adam Gase was your guys' coach in 2019. Is that the seven and nine year? That was his, ah, because he spent 2020 and 2019, I think, with you guys. But anyways, Tua needs to be their their QB of the future. And I think you also need to add a wide receiver or a running back. The only real guy on this offense that I trust 
a lot is Jalen Waddle. Waddle is going to be a superstar in this league, man. He he might have 120 catches next year. He might have 1,400 yards. He's going to be really, really, really good. Uh, so build around him. Duke build Johnson? around Tua. I do not trust Duke Johnson. I don't trust Devontae Parker. I don't trust Will Fuller. All so those go guys ahead are and get cut. rid of those. Except for Will Fuller's walking, but they're going to cut a lot of guys, I think. Go ahead and get rid of those guys. And uh, add some some beast, whoever it is. Uh, Megatron. Yeah, Megatron's <laughs> going back. Uh, and be a pretty good football team. I don't think they really improved much based off of this year or last year, but you can be a fringe playoff team again next year. I don't think that will hurt, especially for a head coach's first year. Uh, two more teams left. I have the Saints is our next one. All right. The Saints, I'm going to give them a C plus. Um, looking very promising until Jameis got hurt, man. That sucks. Um, and they, I don't know how to describe this. I mean, I guess C plus is a good way to describe them, right? I'll just get into it. I have them getting a secondary member. Another receiver, because I think Michael Thomas should probably get traded or something by now. And re-sign Jameis. Yeah, Jameis, I think, would help. Uh, I gave the Saints a B-plus because I think, especially in the second half of the season, they had one of the worst rosters, uh, especially on offense in the NFL. They still found a way to compete. Uh, So I gave them a B-plus. I think they should start a rebuild uh, and just be bad for the next few years because I think – they just don't have the greatest of the future. I like Debo. Paulson Debo was yeah. what I really thought he was going to be from Stanford. Uh, I'm happy for that. Uh, I think you have CGJ, who's going to be pretty good. Uh, Warner, their linebacker is pretty good. Uh, but besides that, you're pretty old uh, on defense. Uh, Lattimore is decent as well. Uh, on offense, you have obviously Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I think you trade Thomas. Have him go somewhere else, get some draft capital. Uh, Kamara, I don't think you trade. I don't. I think that'd be pretty stupid to, to mm-hmm. go ahead and get rid of him. But start a rebuild uh, and be good in the future. Uh, maybe not this next year, but be good in the future, especially with all the, the cap issues that they have this year and then next year as well. Last team now, and the team that we're kind of most surprised to say that missed the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts, another kind of tale of quarters, I guess, quarters of the season. Um, Carson Wentz was looking great at the beginning of the year. Uh, end of the year, did not. Obviously blew that game against Jacksonville. Did I say my grade? No. I don't think I did. I, I have a B-plus for them. All right. Carson Wentz isn't going anywhere, unfortunately. Uh, Colts fans who are upset with him right now. But I think you just got to replace your left tackle, maybe get like an Njoku type tight end. You know, obviously they got some a couple blocking guys, a couple red zone guys, but something to take uh, the pressure off of my man Carson Wentz and try to run it back again. I the Colts are weird. Uh, I give them a B minus. This season was going to be so good if they just didn't choke these last few games. Uh, 
I really don't have much to say. Uh, so the biggest need I have is them um, to teach Carson Wentz how to play quarterback <laughs> because he obviously forgot how to play quarterback throughout the end part of the season. Uh, and maybe throughout most of the season, we just didn't see him have to play quarterback against the Cardinals or the Patriots or the Texans. Uh, you actually played pretty well against the Bucks when they lost that one. They have to play quarterback against the Bills, the Jags, the Jets, most of the teams that they played throughout the season. Uh, but when they needed to in those last two games, he did not step up for them. So I have the Colts as B minus. Roster is amazing. They add a QB, uh, which they won't because it's not really cap possible. And I think with contractual obligations, you kind of have to stick to Carson Wentz. But if they were to have a different QB, uh, I don't know, Derek Carr, uh, this is a Super Bowl contender with their defensive running back, obviously. Yeah. All right. First half done. It took a long time, longer than yeah. we expected, but I think that's good. Uh, talking about every single NFL team is something that we should do, uh, that not a lot of podcasts and stuff do. No, you talk about every single team, not just ones that are in the biggest headlines. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to halftime. Skyler, talk to us about the Natty. Oh, it was an awesome game, everybody. Georgia, the Bulldogs, they take down the Crimson Tide 33-18. to 18. Great game, man. Stetson Bennett, uh, you know, for a second there, it looked like the moment may be too big for him. But as soon as Kyle questioned him, he had the greatest drive of his life, <laughs> like 84 yards in four plays. Um, they were running the ball on Bama, getting pressure on him. Nicobe Dean was breaking up passes. Jordan Davis and Carter and Wyatt getting to the quarterback. Keely Ringo with the, the dagger, I guess to call it. Yeah, dagger pick six to make it a two-possession game, you know. And one thing we, we should talk about here is Alabama wide receiver, Jamison Williams. He tore his ACL on that Lucas Oil turf. Um, we knew right away pretty much, you know, if he didn't tear it, he's the most flexible human on earth. Um, yeah, if he's able to pop his knee socket in and out and not tear his ACL or uh, whatever it is that happens when you do tear your ACL, uh, yeah, he, he would have been superhuman. Oh yeah, uh, but, but unfortunately, I did hear uh, sorry. that uh, sorry uh, that he's getting surgery within the next ten days, and they're expected to. He's expected to still keep his four three speed uh, and, and obviously be as good as as he was before. Uh, yeah, a hopefully, Schefter tweet. Exactly. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does this year, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, hopefully, as as uh, college all stuff. You know, hopefully. He still goes to uh, a team that needs him in the first round, you know. If he does declare, you know, he could go back to school. Mm. But which would Bulldogs, make that Bama team so scary next year? Sorry, it for would because again, no, you're Will good. Anderson, Bryce Young, and Jamison Williams again. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, you know, I was I was looking at this yesterday. There's not a lot of teams that could challenge them next year. You know, Georgia loaded up, prepared years for this season you know mm -hmm. not a lot of teams are ready for that you know ohio state would be right next to them if their players come back which i think is possible not a lot of them do um we have notre dame we have baylor oklahoma state from the big 12 and i mean not a lot of other usc teams. no no not not yet not yet. Not, not yet yeah um so Looking like another huge year for Alabama next year. Maybe they get the job done. South Carolina <laughs> with their new quarterback. Did I say South Carolina? 
No, I, I, oh. I just oh, yeah. popped up in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to the Dogs. It's always good to see the the Bama yeah. boys go down. Yeah, any uh, other team but Bama. I, I like all the guys on Bama, but sure. the same team went over and over again. Yeah, annoying. but all them together at the same place, don't like it. Don't like to see it. All right. I got another mock draft, though, Kyle. Did it last <laughs> night um, after the Natty. We got the final 18. Or not the final. Sorry, the first 18 picks are all finalized here. So we know. And I guess I'll uh, get into it once I find my spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, there it is. All right, so number one, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama. I feel like protecting Trevor Lawrence is the most important thing they could do here. They probably should try to trade down, but you know I don't have any trade downs right here in this scenario, so they take Evan Neal at one. Number two, the Lions get the homeboy, Aiden Hutchinson, from, uh, from Michigan, stays in Michigan. Uh, you know, they, they need defensive playmakers. Number three, Texans luck out with Kayvon Thibodeau here. I feel like they would take him number one overall if they got the number one pick. He's the edge from Oregon. Number four, this is going to be changing every single time I do one of them. It's the Jets. Right now I have a stick in George Karloftis, edge rusher from Iowa. Um, Carl Lawson, we missed him this year. Sucked. Bryce Huff missed a lot of the year, too, uh, who's supposed to be his replacement on the edge. Let's get another edge guy. Let's get to the freaking quarterback for the first time since 2006. Never can never have enough edge rushers and guys that can get after the quarterback, man. You can never have enough. Hmm. All right. Number five, the Giants. I haven't taken Ika McQuanu, offensive lineman from NC State. Pretty versatile. They need pretty much everything on the offensive line for next year. Number six, the Panthers. I have them taking Kenny Pickett. I don't think they should do it. But I think Matt Rule's going to get a little impatient and try to find a quarterback. That's the quarterback from Pitt, if you didn't know. Number seven, New York football giants, David Ajabo, edge rusher, Michigan. This guy is a freaky athlete, just started playing football a couple of years ago. And seems like a, a perfect fit for the Giants defense, you know, play opposite of Azizo Jalari, two athletic freaks, you know restart the defense because they got some old guys. And in my scenario, at least I have them blowing it up a little bit. All right. And number eight, got the Falcons taking another homeboy, Jordan Davis. The dog, the big dog. He is the big dog, big man in the middle of that defensive front for Georgia. That guy's just, he's just ridiculous. That's he's the biggest tank. man I've ever seen. He's a Makai Becton size dude. Trump Brown says, dude. Yeah. And number nine, the Denver Broncos also get a little lucky here. Kyle Hamilton falls to them. I don't think this will happen in real life, um, but I just didn't have really a fit for him at the top. Maybe the Jets will take him, but I think he's the best player in this class. Safety from Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. Number 10, Jets again. We're going to take Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. Another guy that I think is, if you're looking at best player available, he's up there. You know, um, our offensive line, especially interior, has been garbage for the past 10 years. Legendary Tucker looks pretty great so far at left guard. Let's get another dude for the middle or right guard, whatever. 
Uh, I'll get some notables for you here. I had Jamison Williams 13 to the Browns before it happened. I still think it's possible uh, that he goes in the top 15-ish area. <clears throat> Maybe another guy emerges like Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. We'll see. I have the Eagles at 15, taking Sauce Gardner, the defensive back from Cincinnati. Kyle's guy. There you go. Oh, I didn't. I, I skipped this one. Matt Corral, quarterback Ole Miss to Washington at 11. We got number 20, Pittsburgh Steelers, taking quarterback of the future Malik Willis from Liberty. I, I love this pick. I've been making it all year long. Uh, I think he's got the arm strong enough for the AFC North, and he'd be a perfect fit there. Uh, sure. What else should I tell you? How about the Raiders pick? Darian Kennard, versatile offensive lineman from Kentucky. Play guard and left tackle this year. SEC guy. Yeah. You wouldn't be opposed, right? I, as far as the, I was thinking about what, what we would draft uh, mm-hmm. if the draft were to, to happen today, yeah. uh, I think it'd be geared toward interior defensive linemen. Right I was going to say I think that. You can, uh, yeah. you can go ahead and find a tackle in free agency. If you want to do that, you can go ahead and find a wide receiver in free agency. Uh, but interior defensive linemen, uh, it's one with longevity too, not just one that you're signing for the short term. Uh, be pretty big. Obviously, Jordan Davis is kind of out of the picture now, picking uh, probably outside the top twenty. Uh, but I would, I would take uh, an interior guy for sure. All right, and the last two picks I want to talk about: twenty-nine and thirty. Twenty-nine Kansas City Chiefs. I haven't taken Drake London. That scares the crap out of me. Probably you too. <laughs> Number 30, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Nicobe Dean, linebacker from Georgia. Seems like I'd a perfect fit. I'd be fine fit. with Kobe Dean too. Yeah. There's a lot of guys I'd be fine with. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. curious how, how the Raiders draft too, because Gruden used to be, oh, if he's Clemson, if he's Bama, go ahead and draft him. I'm curious if we're, if we're going to be drafting like that, especially in yeah. the early rounds. But um, yeah. So I got the coaching carousel if you want me to do that. Yeah, go ahead. I just, I had one more note about the mock draft. Um, oh, awesome, yeah. You know, the se- regular season is over, but I did get on my Snapchat memories the other day. I got like four years, uh, not four, two years ago today, three years ago, whatever. Kyla Murray's draft class. Mm-hmm. It was still at this point last year after the national championship, it was looking like he was going to choose baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's how much can change here. I could That's be completely true. wrong about everything. Could be wasting my time, but we'll just we'll just have to sit back and see. Yeah. All right. NFL coaching carousel. Uh, right now, the Broncos, Dolphins, Jags, Bears, Giants, and Vikings head coaching spots are open. Uh, Vikings haven't really said that who they're going to interview yet. I don't know if they're just kind of forgot. Yeah, you got to got to do this type of stuff or uh, what's going on there. Giants obviously just fired their head coach. So we don't really have a lot of information there, but here are who the Broncos have requested interviews of so far. And we'll go through team to team to tell you what we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broncos requested chiefs. OC Eric Bieniemy, Rams. OC Kevin O'Connell, Cowboys. OC Kellen Moore, Cowboys, DC, Dan Quinn, Eagles, DC, Jonathan Gannon, uh, Packers OC Nathaniel Hackett Packers QB coach Luke Getze uh, Patriots linebacker and former linebacker Gerard or pa- linebacker coach and former linebacker Gerard Mayo and Lions DC Aaron Glenn uh, 
We get to the Bears next. Uh, former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson, former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, Cowboys DC Dan Quinn, Colts DC uh, Matt Eberflus. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen his name more. That guy's name more on the rest of these people's list yeah. or teams list. Packers OC Nathaniel Hackett, Bucks OC Byron Leftwich, Bucks DC Todd Bowles, Bills OC Brian Dable. Go ahead and make the hire right now, Bills. And Bills, D.C., uh, Leslie Frazier. Then we get to the Dolphins, who haven't done as much, uh, but they still got about five or six guys on here. 49ers, O.C., Mike McDaniel. Cardinals, D.C., Vance Joseph. Cowboys, O.C., Kellen Moore. Cowboys, D.C., Dan Quinn. Bills, O.C., Brian Dable. I think Kellen Moore would be a pretty good hire there. I kind of like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jaguars. Uh, obviously, this one has we've known was going to be open for a while now. They started asking about interviews two weeks ago, uh, but the Jags, they interview interim head coach Daryl Daryl Bevel, who shouldn't get the job. He's not that good. Uh, e- former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson, Bucks OC Byron Luffwich, Bucks DC Todd Bowles, Cowboys OC Kellen Moore, uh, former Colts slash Lions head coach Jim Caldwell, former Texans coach Bill Bell. Bill, not Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, Packers OC, Nathaniel Hackett, Colts DC, Matt Eberflus, and Cowboys DC, Dan Quinn. Uh, names that I see kind of more often than I expected. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Packers OC, uh, and not more than expected. I expect to see this one here. Uh, is Kellen Moore. I think that one also lets, lets me out. And then uh, there's also some general manager spots open. Uh, a lot of those names, though, people aren't going to know, so I'm not going to give out a lot of that stuff. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Let's get to the NFL award winners now, shall we? The last rendition. There we go. Uh, no runner-ups, no anything yeah. like that. We just got the winners. We should all have the same picture. Probably. Yeah. I think that'd be fair. I think it's pretty uh, self-explanatory right now. Mm-hmm. Comeback player of the year, Dak. Yes, Dak Prescott. Coach of the year, Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. D-Roy Parsons. Yes. O'Roy Chase. Yes. Depoy, TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. O'Poy, Cooper Cup. I have co-winners. I couldn't decide. Mm. I couldn't do it to Jonathan Taylor, so I gave him co. That's fair. And then MVP, A-Rod. Yeah, it's it's Rodgers. Yeah. Very nice. So that was pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Quickest second half that we've ever had. I think we just ran. If you want the full explanation, we've pretty much had the same list for about three, four weeks now, all of us. So yeah, just go back. So, exactly. <laughs> just go back. See what we got to say. If not, I mean, you kind of already know too, if you've been watching the football season, Yeah, it's kind of gone to unanimous for a lot of these things. Uh, let's get to the layups and bull predictions now before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week I got my layup wrong. I had Green Bay minus two and a half versus the Lions. Uh, I thought the Green Bay would play fine in this game. Lions played better I than Jordan I expected. Love was good, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I thought it was decent. Uh, but that did not happen. Lions went out right. And then Skyler got his pick right. Uh, probably best pick. I probably should pick this too. Yeah. Washington minus six and a half versus the Giants. Giants sucked. They ran a QB sneak on third and nine. Uh, that, makes, that makes the Jets play from last week. So much better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get to this week, though, uh, where I have 
I went a little bit different on my picks, not just game picks, because there's not a lot of games in the NFL, obviously. So I went with more some prop plays. Uh, and I have the over in the Niner Dallas game. Uh, the line right now is 51, according to Bovada. So I went with their line over 51. Uh, and then I think also another one that I could have chose was the under in the New England Buffalo game as a 44 line right now. Yeah, I probably should have done some props too. And I will have to for sure do that once we advance another week here and have some more playoff games. But I won with games here. Uh, I got the Vegas Raiders plus five and a half at Cincinnati. I don't know if they're going to win this game. That's why they're not in my bowl prediction. But I know they've been running the ball great. They have one of the best kickers in football. And it's going to be freezing in Cincinnati. Yeah, man. Dude, if we fucking win, I'm going to be so happy. I'll mm. be so happy. Uh, but let's get to our bowl predictions. Where I got mine right last week, I had Miami over New England. That was a plus six and a half uh, line. So bowl prediction is pretty suitable there. Uh, Skyler had Atlanta over New Orleans. Atlanta did not play that good. Neither did New Orleans, but they still got the job done. And then we go to this week, uh, another prop bet. Uh, I said the Pittsburgh-Kansas City game will have seven touchdowns in it exactly. And the line for that, according to Bovada, is plus 500. Uh, I think it's probably be two Pittsburgh touchdowns. Uh, and, and probably five. Kansas what would City you touchdowns. say if Pittsburgh won this game? I would say that I'm dreaming because it's not going to happen. Uh, how about that? Does that, that work? All right. I just I want to see Big Ben riding out with another Lombardi. <laughs> You're crazy. I know. You're All right. So crazy. so my real pick though. You you done there? Uh yeah, I'm done. Okay. I got the San Francisco 49ers over the Dallas Cowboys. I know you're welcome, everybody. Um, I just, I feel like San Francisco here, the way they play will just avoid any chaos that Dallas will bring on their defense. They don't throw the ball deep, Trayvon Diggs, you know, um, and they're not going to sit back in the pocket uh, or throw any, I, I feel like they wouldn't run any screens towards Michael Parsons. You know what I'm, I'm saying? They're yeah. going to pound the ball and try to run the clock out against Dallas. And I think that's going to limit their mistakes. Yeah, there's a reason why I chose the over. Uh, that has to do with some of Dallas's tackling uh, and uh, some of the trust that I have in their DBs tackling, because that's a big thing that you have to do against the Niners with the physical uh, tight ends, wide receivers that they all have throughout the lineup. Uh, and then also, uh, San Francisco does not have the greatest secondary. I think we've seen that throughout the whole season. That's mm. been their weakness on defense. Uh, and Dallas does that. Exactly. They just attack and the secondary in every single team. That scares me for uh, sure. So I think this will be a high-scoring game. That's why I chose the over. I'm trying to stay away from this pick here because it kind of scares me. I'll obviously make this pick on Friday. Uh, so looking for that one. It's going to be a fun episode on Friday. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this has been episode 70. A lot of things that we talked about with the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, pretty fun episode. We'll do probably four more teams next week or I guess six more teams next week about, about the losers uh, for their team over season grades, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Don't forget on Friday, we will be talking about all the other teams, the teams that made the playoffs and those games pick our winners our winners probably maybe our full playoff bracket Whoa. then 
just so we can look back on it later. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty good episode. All right. We'll right. see you guys next yeah. week. Don't forget to check out the socials though. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Mac Sports, YouTube, mm-hmm. TikTok, Immaculate Sports. Uh, go follow them, turn on post notifications. Uh, it's been a fun ride for episode 70. Go Jets. Later.